0: And also it's a way for your audience to get to know you. So let's say, you know, you sell a product. So just by selling a product, the audience might not be able to get to know you, but having a blog and you writing a little bit more about yourself, or about your day to day life, they can actually, you know, put a face behind the product and relate to you even more, which might actually make them more interested in purchasing your product or services.
1: You're listening to The Solopreneur Hustle, a podcast that teaches you how to build a successful solo business while maintaining a balanced and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Nia Lewis, a business coach based in Charleston, South Carolina. The Solopreneur Hustle has a members only Patreon community where you can connect with solopreneurs like yourself, chat with me about all things business, and get access to exclusive bonus episodes every single week. Visit patreon.com slash the solopreneur hustle or click the link below in the description for this episode to join our exclusive community for as little as $5 a month. You can also text business to 31996 to receive our monthly solopreneur newsletter that's jam-packed with business tips. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. This week, our solopreneur guest is Stephanie Daniel, better known as the founder of Stylish Pharmacists. Stylish Pharmacist is a fashion, lifestyle, and mom blog. I'm sure you've already guessed that Stephanie is also a pharmacist by day. In this episode, Stephanie shares how she started her blog how her blog became profitable, and some really helpful insight about how to start and sustain a successful blog. Stephanie is truly a blogging expert and the content she creates on her blog is so creative, visually appealing, and authentic. As solopreneurs, blogging can be a really smart marketing strategy We can use to help us engage our customers and promote our products. Blogging can also serve as a stream of income. Find out how you can use blogging for your business in this episode. I hope you all enjoy this insightful conversation. Thank you for joining us here in the Solopreneur guest chair today, Stephanie. It's so exciting to have you here with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so just to start us off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and really just how you started your business?
0: Of course. So, my name is Stephanie and I'm the founder of Stylish Pharmacists. And act- I'm actually a pharmacist as well, full time. And I actually started my blog when I graduated from pharmacy school a couple of years ago. I intended for it to be mostly a fashion blog and then kind of just got busy with life and kind of let it sit there for a while. And then, after I had my son in 2018, I realized I didn't want to be working full time and be away from him so much. So that's when I decided to kind of put my all into my blog and start making it a source of income for us.
1: Wow. I love that. I totally can relate to um, having experience. Well, I I don't have kids, but just kind of working in corporate America. And that's really what made me realize that I didn't really want to work a full-time job. I kind of wanted to have more freedom in life. And I feel like entrepreneurship is definitely what gives us freedom. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs listening probably have experienced kind of the same thing, just feeling something in life that led them to wanting more freedom.
0: Yes, that's definitely that's definitely one of the main reasons why I decided, okay, this has to work. I don't care how what it takes, it's going to work.
1: Right. And how are you kind of balancing or managing your full-time job while working on your blog? How has that been? Has it been challenging? Has it been rewarding? What has that experience kind of been like? That definitely has been
0: the most challenging thing. I wouldn't say I found balance yet. I'm pretty much, you know because it's hard to to balance everything. If I give my all to one thing, I won't be able to give my all to something else. So what I've tried to do is kind of like, hey, decide for this amount of time, I'm going to dedicate this time on my blog and the rest of the time is for my family. So really kind of separating the two has been what's been really helping me.
1: Right. And I'm so glad you said that finding balance is hard because I think it's hard for everybody. But I think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who are get, just getting started with their blogs or their businesses or their side hustles or whatever they do. I, I think a lot of times we, um, fantasize what balance really looks like in our life. You know, we fantasize okay. and think like, Oh, if I could just get to this stage, I'll feel so much more balanced. But from my experience, when you're feeling really great about one thing, there's always something lacking. It's like, I don't know if balance is really possible. At all. I mean, maybe for some people it is, but if we're giving our all to one thing, there's always something that's not getting as much of our time and energy. So I'm with you 100%. That's been my story for sure. Oh, yeah,
0: I can definitely agree. I don't I don't think there there is balance, even though I, I ask myself, when am I going to find balance? But there really is.
1: Balance. <laughs> I know. Right. Especially during these times. So what kind of inspires the content you create for your blog? And you have just a really, really amazing Instagram community that you've created. What inspires the content you create? How do you create content that really, really appeals to who engages with your content because you have so much great engagement on social media.
0: Thank you. So it's pretty much my everyday life. So I've always loved telling people, you know, what works for me. So to save you the trouble of not, of not going through the trouble of trying to figure out what works for you. So that's pretty much is what I do is everything that's actually going on in my life. So if I'm working on something, I'm like, Oh my God, this works. Let me share it with other people. So that's how, that's what motivates me. And that's what inspires me to share my content.
1: Nice. And what I love about that is really it comes from a place of authenticity and transparency, it seems, because a lot of times when we're thinking about what to post on social media, I remember when I first created, well, I created my Instagram years ago, but when I first started really using it for my business, I felt like I had to like, be something like amazing that wasn't really what my life was really like in order to be successful on Instagram and actually get engagement. But what I've learned over time is that if you just be yourself, that's enough.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's definitely something I learned. I mean, it sounds cliche, but if you're yourself, if if people, you'll find the right people that want to
1: engage with you. Exactly. Like there's someone out there, even if you think like, you know, you're weird and no one can relate. Like there's always someone yeah. out there that can relate. So how long did it kind of take for your business to become profitable? I know you said you started your blog a few years ago and you wanted it to become, you know, a source of income for you and your family. But how long did it kind of take for you to see profits there?
0: Once I started taking it seriously, I once, it took me about eight months to actually start making some income from it.
1: Oh, wow. I know a lot of times when we start, you know, going month after month, it's so hard not really yeah. seeing anything or just kind of feeling invisible. Can you relate to that at all?
0: Oh, yeah, I can definitely relate. It was a lot of, you know, learning and a lot of failing and wasting lots of money before finally I started seeing something.
1: Right. And I know when I first started this podcast, for example, I would see a lot of successful podcasters that looked like they kind of had it all together on social media. But I think what we don't realize as entrepreneurs, especially in this digital age, is that a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes that no one sees that definitely impacts, you know, like what it, I mean, it's hard to explain. It's like things go on on the back end that no one really sees. And all the people see are are like the pretty things without realizing that a lot of times you, you have to overcome so many challenges just to become who you are. And so, um, knowing that you also experience challenges, I think will be, uh, inspiring for a lot of listeners who see your content and just feel inspired by what you do. Yes, that's
0: definitely something that's actually something I had to learn too. In the beginning, because I couldn't forget, like, well, why is it that they can do it? And they make it look so easy, but I can And after actually talking to other bloggers, I was like, okay, this really isn't easy. So that's definitely something that I think everyone should, should learn and be aware of.
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we assume that things are easy just because we see people making it look easy online, but there's so many learning curves that go on on the back end. And so it's important to remember, at least for me, I have realized that, well, I don't know if this is true, but what I kind of assume is that no one really has it together. Everyone's trying to figure out something. And so that's usually something that makes me feel better when I'm struggling. I'm like, you know what? I'm stressed, but I know that no one really has it all figured out. So I think that's sometimes a friendly reminder.
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't think anybody has it together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So what are some of the benefits of starting a blog for solopreneurs? A lot of people in the entrepreneurial space recommend blogs for solopreneurs or entrepreneurs, even freelancers, especially having one on our websites. What are some of the benefits of having a blog for our products, services, or just our businesses in general?
0: I think a good benefit is to, for you to get to do something that you actually love and enjoy. And also, it's a way for your audience to get to know you. So let's say, you know, you sell a product. So just by selling a product, the audience might not be able to get to know you. But having a blog and you writing a little bit more about yourself, about your day-to-day life, they can actually, you know, put a face behind the product and relate to you even more, which might actually make them more interested in purchasing your product or services.
1: Wow. Yeah. There's so much more we can communicate about what we do through something like a blog, as opposed to just posting about our products. You know, like you have to think what's the story behind, you know, what you're trying to get out there. I mean, there's a story behind everything and it sounds like having a blog and I know we're not talking about like brand, having a brand or brand development here, but it kind of sounds like creating a blog and having a blog can kind of help businesses tell their brand story is that something that you find to be true I
0: think that's definitely true because I've noticed between brands that do and don't like a lot of time you know as a consumer I want to know more about the brand I feel like that makes me a lot of time that makes me decide if I want to purchase a product or not and I think a lot of people feel that way as well
1: right and i also love what you said about a blog being something that can be something that's fun <laughs> because a lot of times just sharing the product you know i mean it's it's great to have a product description or to tell people to buy but really having the blog it sounds like you're able to actually tell people what really is amazing about what you do and why you do it. And, you know, some of the more fun things that aren't so technical. I I just love that blogging feels really creative and um, it's just something where you can express yourself, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. So, how can a blog actually become a stream of income? You kind of talked about, you know, you using blogging to generate income. How can blogs be profitable? And what is that? What is creating a profitable blog really mean?
0: So it can, there can be multiple ways to profit from a blog. I want to say the biggest thing would be working with brands. So um, whenever anybody sees anything on Instagram or even on blogs that said sponsored posts or ad, That's a blogger that works with a brand and they're compensated for for the posts and what they're posting. That's really one of the main ways, I would say. And some other ways you can make money would be through ads and also having your own product as well and or product or services.
1: Mm, So with the products and services, actually, you can promote your products and services through a blog. You know, like I'm envisioning maybe a food blog or something. Like if you sell a product like a jam or jelly or something like that, and you actually create a blog that has recipes, that sounds like a really great way to actually promote products. It's more creative than just saying, buy my jam, you know?
0: Yes, definitely. Cause then your audience can actually see use your jam and they can see, you know, you're offering them value by providing them with recipes for them when they can purchase your jam as well.
1: Right. And I also love that you mentioned how blogging can be used for influencer marketing because I, in a previous episode, two episodes ago, I I interviewed an influencer and she was kind of talking about how small businesses can utilize influencer marketing to help promote their products. And so I think understanding how blogs work for a lot of listeners can, can really help them understand how they can actually connect or partner with influencers who have blogs to actually help them get their products and services out there. So um, we, we didn't talk about blogging, you know, in terms of using influencers, but I think that's really another way to help entrepreneurs who don't want to start their blogs actually connect with people who have blogs to help them grow their businesses. So I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a big way for them to do it.
1: Right. So what does it actually take to make a blog successful? So if an, if a solopreneur listening says, okay, you know, I sell product and I can really get creative and show people how to use it and the benefits of it, maybe through a creative blog post, what makes a blog successful? You know, what, what makes a blog something that people actually want to read or, or engage with or share with friends, for example? I would say
0: the very most important thing is planning, planning, you know, what you're going to post or planning your blog in advance and also marketing it. You know, if you don't talk about it, then nobody will know that you have it. And a lot of people feel like, you know, there might be annoying by showing it, posting it a whole bunch of time on social media or, you know, sharing it with friends. But, you know, if you don't talk about it, people won't know about it. So that's definitely the main thing. Marketing, I would say.
1: Mm, and how do you actually promote your content, both on social media and on your blog? How do you get yours out there?
0: So I use a lot of Pinterest a lot. And I also, you know, I'll post in my stories and also my feed. I'll post a lot of time a screenshot of the blog post with a link for people to be able to go directly to it with the link. And I'll also talk about it in my stories.
1: Mm, Okay. So it sounds like you're posting, you're, you're sharing in a lot of different ways. And I also love that you mentioned Pinterest because I, in a lot of ways, I feel like Pinterest is kind of like the social media stepchild, you know, I mean, everyone talks about Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, but I feel like Pinterest is kind of like the, it, I, I just feel like Pinterest doesn't get the credit it deserves because it's a really, really great tool to drive traffic to websites and blogs and even other social media accounts.
0: Oh, it definitely is. I didn't realize it was. And once I did realize, that's when I started seeing a lot more engagement on my blog. Yeah, that's you're right. Nobody talks about Pinterest, but that's where everybody goes to search to how to do stuff or how to, you know, product reviews. They don't really search that on Instagram. They will search that on Pinterest. So definitely, I would say your, the biggest marketing tool to promote your blog would be Pinterest.
1: Wow, that's such a great tip. I think a a really great nugget of information that you shared here was to not be scared or, or hesitant to promote as much as you can because I know a lot of entrepreneurs who just get started kind of feel like, closet entrepreneurs you know mm-hmm. i mean it's it's just kind of scary constantly promoting yourself and you think people get annoyed or sick of, of seeing annoyed at, at seeing your posts or kind of just sick of hearing about what you do all the time but if no one i mean no one's going to support your support you like you'll support yourself you know what i'm saying so you really do have to put yourself out there to for people to really know who you are you know yes definitely Right. Now, how do you actually come up with blog content ideas? You have such great content and I know for some that that don't have the creative flair that you do, it may be a little difficult to come up with content ideas. So can you give any tips about how to come up with content ideas and would you mind sharing how you actually come up with content ideas?
0: Sure. So- I actually kind of call up a content idea with what I'm doing at the moment in my life. For instance, I just did an entire makeover in my laundry room. So a lot of my content is based on that. Or if there's something that's going on in my life at the time, that's what I will base the content on. And uh, throughout the day, I'm one of those people that just have ideas coming in my head all the time. So I actually have my notepad on my phone. Whenever I think of any idea, I'll put it in there. So I kind of have a it becomes an idea bank for me to go back to. I might not write about it right away, but it's something you know. If I can't think of what I want to write about, I have this idea bank that I can go back and look through.
1: I love the idea bank because I'm I'm literally the same way. Actually, some of my best ideas come when I'm in the bathroom for some reason. Always, it's <laughs> always when you're
0: in the shower. And you don't oh have yeah. Phone.
1: Every, always when I'm in the shower and then I'll get out and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't, why I need a like a waterproof case or something. Cause every time I'm in the shower, I think about things and then I forget about them later or actually even sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll wake up like with an idea and I'll turn over and put things in my phone. But yeah, I literally, that's me all day. I have to have a running note in my phone cause I'm always coming up with things, especially on the toilet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's definitely me. I don't know. I think I guess because
0: when you're in a shower, your mind is at rest. You're not doing anything else. And that's where mm-hmm. everything else comes to you. But yeah, definitely. And the times where I don't have my phone, I, have, I feel like I have the best ideas and I'll forget them.
1: Oh, my gosh. Same here. And it, nothing bugs me more than when I come up with a really good idea and I know it's good. And then like an hour later, I can't even remember what I thought about because I didn't have my phone on me. There's nothing like worse than that.
0: <laughs> definitely. I can definitely relate to that.
1: Right. So have you had to overcome any obstacles that you've learned from through the process of starting your blog and your business and just really getting yourself out there? What obstacles have you had to overcome?
0: I think the my obstacles was from the very beginning when I didn't know anything. And for, so the whole, the whole beginning, the learning process, figuring out where to find the information to learn. And also, and I ended up, wasting kind of money you know see those courses and say oh you can be a blogger today you make a hundred thousand dollars today you know if you just take this course and I realized no. a lot of these courses there are some good courses out there but there's a lot of them you know you kind of just you kind of just take your money and you find something that you could have found you get something you could have found with a quick google search so I would definitely mm-hmm. say the beginning learning you know what to do how to even make money blogging that was the biggest obstacle I had I had to face
1: and i see those courses all the time they pop up in ads on my story and you know they seem really enticing sometimes to the point yes, where I and i i've wasted money on these courses as well but even now they they seem so enticing i'm like I know. i'm like $10,000 in 2 weeks you know i mean it's so enticing, but then I bring myself back to reality, and I'm like, Nia, you tried these before, you know. Yeah. Really, what, the only thing that's going to work is is time, consistency, and just hard work and figuring it out. You know, there there's just no secret recipe for success. And I mean, I, I can just, I totally, I know exactly what you're talking about. Those courses are so enticing. <laughs> I know they are. They're really good at marketing because
0: even um, like, oh, this sounds so good. They they will have you know it's a it's worth ten thousand dollars but it's only a hundred dollars today I'm like well wow, this is a good deal
1: right yeah it's it, that's the part that gets me every time when it says value ten thousand for sixty dollars I'm like oh my gosh this is and then they make it seem like it's a sale and that makes me want it even more because yeah, I love with sales the timer. exactly <laughs> love the, that time oh my gosh that timer really gets me every time when I click the link and then I see two hours left I'm like oh, I need to get it now it, it's the timer every time. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's definitely a huge obstacle is just trying to figure out where to get information from and who to reach out to and really trying to figure out what to invest in. But I think the big lesson there is, is to just like, like, like for me, for example, like I've taken a lot of great courses, but the most experience or the best experience I've gotten is making mistakes and just figuring it out myself. So there's a lot of courses out there. Some of them are great, but Really, the secret is just doing the work, in my opinion. <laughs> oh yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean,
0: I have come across a couple of, of courses that were pretty decent. And I would also mention, you know, getting a having a mentor really makes a difference. You know, finding someone that did what you want to do and they're willing to mentor you. And that also makes a big difference as well.
1: That's a, a great tip. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a really good one. So what's one of your proudest moments that you've experienced in entrepreneurship so far?
0: Would have to say that's when I negotiated my first uh, four figures deal with a brand actually That was probably my proudest moment.
1: Oh my gosh! I know that felt so good.
0: It was amazing.
1: <laughs> wow! And how did that opportunity come about? Could you tell us like a little bit of the story behind it? So yeah, I was actually
0: going to uh, work on some content, mm-hmm. and I found there was a brand that I actually use a lot at home. I was like, hey, let me reach out to them see if they'd be interested because you know I'm gonna work on this anyways. Let's see if they'll be willing to sponsor it, and and they they agreed. I sent them my proposal. I went ahead and pitched them, and they agreed, and that's when we negotiated on, on the amount they were going to pay me.
1: That's amazing. And I love that you shared how that happened, because I think a lot of times we wonder how do opportunities come about? You know, how do people get these opportunities? How do people work with companies? Sometimes you literally have to create the opportunities yourself and just reach out to companies and see if they get back to you. You know, not... Everything will be a situation where people are always reaching out to you. Sometimes you have to be the person that is actually putting yourself out there and reaching out. So I love that you said that.
0: That is definitely, I mean, that's one of the things that I learned from the very beginning. I was waiting for uh, brands to reach out to me, but you know, you need to reach out to brands. You need to create your own opportunity because, you know, there's millions of people that go through their page, you know it's not to say that you won't stand out, but chances are very slim that they will find you. So you have to reach out to them.
1: Yeah, we have to literally create our own opportunities. We can't always wait for people to reach out to us. We have to make a way for ourselves. So what can we as a community actually do to support you in what your goals are and what you're doing and, and really just what you want in entrepreneurship? How can we support you?
0: The biggest way I can be supported is, you know, just going on my page, liking the, the things that I post, commenting on my posts on Instagram and also visiting my blog and subscribing. That's really the biggest thing anybody can do to support me.
1: Oh, and where can we find you after this episode? How can we connect? So
0: I have my blog is uh, stylishpharmacist.com. And on Instagram, I'm also a stylish pharmacist as well.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this helpful advice with us today about how you started your business and really how to build and um, navigate this world of blogging, how to build a successful blog and how to manage it and how to be profitable with blogging. Thank you for sharing all of this. I know it'll be so helpful for a lot of solopreneurs who are listening.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And if anybody has any questions, I'm a Republican book. I, they can feel free to message me on Instagram and I can answer any questions that I know for them.
1: Cool. Oh, and one other thing. I saw that you have a community for influencers. Do you want to share a little bit about that? I do, actually. I actually just launched it a
0: couple, a couple of weeks ago, but I'm still working on posting on there consistently. It's actually called Influencers Tribe, which is on Instagram. I don't have a webpage yet, but I do have the Instagram page. So I will be sharing pretty much everything that I learned that I wish I knew before I started blogging, like all the mistakes that I made to prepare people for making these mistakes.
1: Wow. That sounds like such an amazingly helpful resource for people that are interested in either becoming an influencer or learning more about what it means to be an influencer or work with influencers. So yeah, we're looking forward to seeing more content there. And I'm going to link the, the um, I'm going to put all the links to your social media down below in the description for this episode, just so people can click and find you. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Stephanie. I hope you have a good week and thank you again for joining us. Thank you. And thank you
0: so
1: much for having me. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Stay connected in between episodes by texting BUSINESS to 31996. You'll receive our business tip of the week and you'll also get our monthly solopreneur newsletter. We also have a private membership group that you can join to access group chats and bonus episodes every week. Visit patreon.com slash the solopreneur hustle or click the link below in the description for this episode to join our community. I hope you have a great week and thank you for supporting the solopreneur hustle podcast.